0: This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by Pod Power. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, the Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to high level hip hop presented by CJSR. It's a deep dive into Edmonton's hip hop scene and the artists helping shape it. The show takes a unique approach to introducing listeners to the OGs and young bloods of Edmonton's hip hop scene. The show is aimed at those who love local music, but might not have had a chance to fall in love with the city's surprisingly diverse hip-hop scene. Each episode features local artists, plus a fresh track they recorded at CJSR. High Level Hip-Hop is produced by CJSR, Edmonton's campus, and community radio station. Download it wherever you find podcasts and at highlevelhiphop.transistor.fm. Enjoy the show. Hey fellas, we ain't gonna ever back down from nobody I don't care who it is
1: this is a brotherhood and if we stand strong together we can't be denied if one of us go down we have another and another and another that's ready to fight so let's hit this field and bang them bang them bang them somebody light me up
0: It's time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we are a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. And of course, we are also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and welcome back right into the turf district, uh, where we are going to have lots to talk about this evening. Uh, it's funny every time we do this; there's a little more things going on behind me uh, in the turf district. So uh, slowly but surely, it's kind of getting uh, built up to where I'd like it to be, and we'll be uh, we'll have to be doing tours before too terribly long. Uh, but first, who else is with us this evening? Boy, we have lots of uh, fun people to chat with, and we'll start with the one and only super fan, Mike. Also known as Chandlers. Chandlers.
2: Again, there, I don't have yeah. to sack anyone to do it, so this is kind of cool. That's, <laughs> I mean, I not there's anyone here in a sack, but, you
0: know. I was going to say, yeah, when we start recording in the same room, that makes me a little nervous. Yeah, well,
2: the, don't. Uh, I like to keep the mystery alive.
0: Yeah, please don't ever say that you're going to sack me because that's not okay. <laughs> I, that's not okay. Not okay. <laughs> not okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who else is here? Of course, it is the one and only Commissioner Kayla. How are you, Commish?
3: Mm, yeah.
0: You know. <laughs> well, you still have you still have the game mm. on in the background. I see.
3: Yeah, glutton for punishment. Yeah,
0: something like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I do like the football behind you. That's lovely.
3: Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, that's a- trying to put some green and gold even though you know that is all green and gold yeah are we we're we're getting different angles
0: of the house every time that we uh we tune in which is awesome
3: well i noticed the last was god awful like (laughs) god awful i even had a ring light so i'm trying different areas of the house just to see what's the best
0: oh wow, that's lovely i like this I like this. Uh, Now, we also have a guest this evening joining us, uh, all the way from the island. Uh, Usually he's here for training camp, but uh, this year we're bringing him in via Skype. It is Paul Reckner. How are you doing, man? Not so bad, (laughs) (laughs) surprisingly. Well, I I was going to say, yeah, you've you've held it together pretty well for uh, for how this is all going, but uh, it's it's great to see you. And I can. Uh, I, I, we were talking before we started recording that uh, we can see you, what your COVID project was because uh, that was much longer uh, beard than when we last spoke.
4: <laughs> yeah, I've gotten to the point where I can braid it now. Oh, um, nice. That's My wife's chagrin. But, uh, <laughs> she hasn't figured out where to hide the body, so I'm I'm safe yet. Oh,
0: excellent. Well, you know, I look <laughs> forward to I look forward to you actually braiding that up for Thursday's game so that you can get on TV. <laughs>
3: Put some br- uh, beads, golden green gold beads in there too. Yeah,
4: couple r- rubber bands. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. <laughs> like usual. This, yeah, it's like every typical day. typical Thursday for Paul. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, it might be the preferable option to, than doing the hula hoops uh, celebration. Like
0: that. <laughs> well, I'll be watching for it. So now you need to have the braided beard with the green and gold bands and the James Wilder crop top, and we'll be set to. That'll get oh you my. right on the TSN for sure. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for.
4: Um, I'm not stealing Matt Pretty's look. <laughs> okay, that's, that's probably a good idea. Um,
0: we were, j- we were. I mean, we're talking about it. You're, you're headed to the game on Thursday. Um, how, how are you feeling about uh, getting back and and watching some live football?
4: Well, it'll be the first time I've left the island in a year, so I'm, I'm actually quite excited about it. That's um, awesome. It's a little bit of mixed emotions on that in that uh, this was a trip that that initially our friend, the past Brian Edwards, was going to take and meet me out of Vancouver for the game and come back to the island for a week or so. But uh, fortunately, I've got a nephew coming flying in from Edmonton and we're going to go to the game and uh, uh, first live football in a couple of years. Well, that's that's something to look forward to.
0: Oh, a- absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now you're, <coughs> usually we do have you here at camp because usually you're out for camp and then we bring you into the turf district and we talk all things Jimmy Gaines. But um, being the fact that uh, we didn't get to do that this year, um, is is there is there a guy so far in the first two games that, that's a newer guy that has kind of jumped out to you where you're like, wow, this guy really kind of grabbed your attention?
4: Um. Well, certainly, nows Morgan's up there leading their team in tackles now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, statistically, that's something. Uh, in in terms of the newcomers, I, I think the the biggest one was uh, number twenty two Laguda uh, on special okay. teams. Was in some, some place. He was just a hair away from catching Alfred on that one that he broke. Uh, he was the first guy downfield, the gunner the there, and, and uh, just uh, got. Got taken out of the plate. and uh, but yeah, I, I think he's he's sort of the newcomer that's uh, that's caught my attention so far.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, for, you know, it's a little, a little late, but we can always throw a Jimmy Gaines award that guy's way and start. Sure. <laughs> Why not? I mean, you're the, you're there's, the guy. There's no trophy. <laughs> well, right. Yeah, exactly. There was going to be a t-shirt, but who knows? We'll see how that, we'll see if we play that out or not. Um, my,
4: my training camp hero this year, honestly, was Dave Campbell. Uh, <laughs> you know, we didn't get to see much through ourselves and, uh, just sending texts and, and answering questions about who's running with the starters and his Twitter feed and stuff like that. MVP.
0: Oh, so we we need to get Dave nice. a
4: Jimmy Gain shirt. That would be amazing. There
0: we go. Could you imagine?
4: Yeah. Sorry, I think I mispronounced his name there. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Stop it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I appreciate. Excellent.
0: Thank you for correcting that. I do. I do appreciate that. Uh well let's get right into it uh, guys. Let's talk about yes. this game. Uh the second verse same as the first as it seems to be. Um week 2 unfortunately brings another disappointing loss and and this one 30 to 13 um against Montreal. Um I I know there's a, a bunch of things that we could talk about bad, but I I'd kind of like to start because I did see a couple of things that were good in the game. Um Paul, did you see anything that kind of jumped at you as as a positive in this game?
4: I I, I think more so, I'm going to spin a negative as a positive in that watching back some of the highlights, you realize just the plays that Montreal made. Um, Fair. And and they're an inch away. I mean, that that ball to Jake Weineke, that's an incompletion 95 times out of 100. That, That was an incredible catch. Uh, that, that was outside of most guys' catch radius. Uh, you, you look at the big play to Cunningham. Uh, we we had pocket pressure uh, on on that one that that forced him to sort of scramble and throw on the run. I think we were actually bringing six on the play uh, that Weinke had. Uh, you look at some of our our things. I, I think schematically we can fix them. A couple of the sacks came just where they had a delayed rush, so they bring three guys. Two of our guys pick up double teams on them, and then you have a fourth guy come free on a, a two-second delay. Um, so I, I think schematically we can fix things, and that's the encouraging part for me is that uh, Montreal just made some exceptional plays that really added up to the difference in the game.
0: Well, and I think it really shows Vernon Adams Jr. It, like, he's he's a baller. Like, he's going to be massive this year. I, I think he really made some plays out of nothing and turned it into a positive. And, and that, that definitely hurt us for sure.
4: He's, he's got that it factor. Um, when, when you get to know some of the quarterbacks around the league, you, you just kind of see, you know, who, who's cerebral and who's athletic and, and who just has that additional characteristic about them, the way they carry themselves, the way they inspire other people. and, I think his leadership style is a combination of a lot of the other guys out there. He's 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 got a little Mike Riley swagger. He he, he leads with love like Trev. Um, he's he's got some confidence like Bo. Um, you know, and and I I think he, he's he's legit. I mean, I think he's truly gonna be the next uh, big thing in this league. Well, wow.
2: he's got that superstar personality for sure, right? So yeah.
0: Well, and the little things like like they talked about and and we knew about, but him bringing all the guys together outside of camp to kind of start to get on the same page and and you can see that that stuff could pay off, right?
4: Absolutely, that's that's leadership, that's locker room leadership, and a lot of guys around the league are throwing with uh, with people that are local and all that sort of thing to actually put cash out of pocket and and fly guys in and stuff like that. Uh, that, that was that was innovative.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we all want to do the, uh, the Vernon Adams, uh, warm up before every podcast. Like just uh, that deep cleansing <laughs> breath, right? Like you, okay. He's ready to rock. So that, that's good. Um, super fan. Uh, tell me what you saw good in the game.
2: Um, well, I mean, the tailgate was great. Uh, I was going, Excellent. Going to uh, Excellent. see everyone back again for some poutine. Uh, I mean, there there are definitely some some positives. Um, it can't be understated that we did finally get the touchdown monkey off our back uh, with Shai Ross with his first professional touchdown, which is, I thought, outstanding. Uh, people are going to say yes, it was in garbage time, but I mean, it is the CFL. If that much time is in the clock, there is still a possibility. So um, it shows we can do it, and hopefully, that's going to spur a lot more coming up on Thursday.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Now, Kayla, you said you did find a positive or two, so I'll. I'll No,
3: I said I was trying to. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was rewatching it.
0: There's the title of the podcast, Trying to Find the Positive. Okay. Uh, (laughs) But did you see anything you took up?
3: I like Mike said, we finally got into the end zone, which was great. I don't know if it's going to be a confidence booster, only the next game will tell. Um, I mean,. This is what I hate. Like I, I, I review the stats and I'm, I'm looking at the numbers and I'm like, you know, Trevor had a higher percentage than Vernon Adams, and our receiving core, they're pretty on, mostly on par with rushing and receiving. The defense, same too. Like all the way down the line, and it's just, I think that made me less optimistic when I re- saw that, and then see the results of the game, and you're like, what happened? Like I, why, why can we not just? capitalize on the moments that are given to us and then give up so drastically like, Oh, i right. Positive scale. Positive. Okay. <laughs> I was going down a rabbit hole.
0: We'll get there. We'll get there. It's okay. Um,
3: yeah. I mean, yeah, we played a really good team and we lost. I mean, to kind of go off of what Paul said, Vernon Adams is a really linear leader. He's very humble. I mean, from what I can see with his interviews and how he interacts with his players, Uh, He isn't too hard on himself, generally speaking, but he does take accountability and he just, you know, he spoke quite well of the Elks, which in my books, like, thank you for not kicking a dog when it's down (laughs) or in this case, an elk when it's down. But, I mean, I was really looking forward to this game because I really like Montreal. I think you guys all know that. Over the last couple of years, I've really been rooting for them. And there's something special in this team. And I'd rather lose to this team than any other team in the CFRL right now. So that's my positive, I guess. Okay.
0: Well, that, that's all right. That's all right. Um, I'm going to go with a couple of different things for positives. The, the first thing for me was that the first two drives were really good until they were inside the 10. And to me, I was, I was worried that there would be, um, from the last game that there would be this, this push to force stuff and to, and to maybe not be able to connect even when they were outside of the 20 and, and seeing the first, the first two drives themselves were beautiful until they got inside the 10. And, and the one, um, I don't know if that's just the, the fumble. I don't know if that's just, they don't didn't do it often enough and they just weren't prepared properly, or if there was just the ball went sideways on the way up from the snap or, or what it was. But I mean, again, like you were talking to Paul, that like that catch by Weineke was, you know, 95 out of a hundred, that's an incompletion and 95 out of a hundred, that's a first down at the five yard line. And, and, you know, were able to push it in. So um, I I really liked those first two drives and I saw a lot of spreading the ball and I saw a lot of guys putting in effort, extra effort. And James Wilder, I honestly don't know what happened in the fact that he wasn't getting the ball more throughout the game because those first two drives, he, he had huge runs. And then at the end of the game, he had a big, huge run. But um, he's a guy that, you know, you also can use as that that dump pass out of the back, and and he was doing really well, and not that I don't want to take any, I don't want to take anything away from Fletcher um, or Terry Williams or anything like that, and I know you try to shake it up and do different things on different looks and and that type of thing, but man, when when you got a hot hand like that, I I, I kind of. Would hope that they would use it, and I, I thought that he had a, a, a pretty good game. I'm I'm not a fan of the uh, the pose every time after the first down. Like once or twice, fine, but uh, that's not a big thing for me. But I know that's, that that what helps him. That's motivation for him. That's fine. Um, but I, uh, I I just I would like to see when you see a guy that's breaking like that and actually you know turning some things around i I wish we would have seen more of him in those positions when you could have been hammering that in near the in those last five yards where we were we were having our most troubles, but to me that was a, a positive overall so um so let's I, I want to take a quick turn to, into the what the fire trucks because um, my uh, my biggest my biggest fire truck now i i 'll admit he redeemed it but i was when I was watching the game because I was watching it on replay. The challenge on the fumble. Right. Uh, I was shocked because I'm like, I know you guys have replay. (laughs) You (laughs) you should know that that like, so I was really surprised that they did that. And Elizondo did say at halftime, that's on me. I I shouldn't have done that. But my question to the three of you is, they just had the two drives that were great drives. And then, oh, I'm getting joined by a puppy dog. Okay. <laughs> um, this, uh, <laughs> uh, they had these great drives that finished inside the 10. And then that challenge that then they lost as well, it, it, it really kind of took the wind out of the sails for the rest of that first half. Um, would you agree? Do you think that that was did that play a role or was there something else or, or, is there something else that stood out to you that you're like, why the hell did they do that? So Paul, what do you think of that?
4: I, I agree. The challenge was a mistake. Um, I don't think it's on Elizondo. I think it would have been communication that came from the booth. Right. Um, he's not the one seeing the initial replays or, or whatever. He may have bought into one of, one of the players who said, I, I knocked it loose or something like that. But to me, that, that strikes me that he's, he's more taking the bullet for, someone else on that a little bit, and, and that's the head coach's job to do. Yes. Um, I, I think one thing that we saw is a bit of a trend through the first two games are, are great initial scripted drives when you kind of mm-hmm. map up what you're going to do, and then once it got more into the ad-lib, the, the play calling changed drastically. And, and just to sort of dovetail off of your point about Wilder, uh, I think he had 12 targets in the passing game in, in week one, and, and like two Last week, so those screen passes would have been so useful in just holding up that that pass rush and stuff like that. And we kind of went away from that. So I, I I'm I'm going to kind of echo your comments on on the coaching, uh, but take it a little bit more towards a play call and and uh, a lack of adjustment um, for for what was not working and and uh, um, bo- on both sides of the ball.
0: That, that's fair. That's fair, absolutely. Superfan, what do you think of that?
2: Yeah, I mean I agree uh, with what Paul was saying. Just sort of piggyback off the last point, though, watching it live, you could really see that Montreal's linebackers were starting to cheat up to the line and leaving that middle wide open. And I think that there could have been either some crossing routes or some uh, you know all of plays where they could have exploited that middle and either made them go back, which opened it up for Wilder. Or just taking advantage and, and getting these, you know, ten to 20, 25 yard plays, uh, at least getting into that second level. Um, we were sitting there watching, and uh, we could see that the fumble, it, like it was a bad call before he even made it. Uh, so it was kind of mystifying to us. But <laughs> there was a lot of booing from the uh, the stands on uh, on the referees that night. So. Who knows? Maybe they had nothing people just cheering it on, saying they, that he thought he, he should have gone with it when
4: he was getting the call. So, yeah. well, and the irony is, we took two penalties to Montreal's so with ten or 12. ten. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah,
0: yeah, I know that's amazing, right? Usually, we'd be like, "Whoa, only two penalties! This is amazing. <laughs> we won, right?" No, yeah. oh, wait. What? Very <laughs> little the the offense problems, and we lose. Very the little
4: penalties, we lose. Yeah, yeah doesn't so. make sense. Well, we when fixed is, when everything for twenty
0: nineteen.
4: Oh no, <laughs> that, that we didn't take. Uh, right when when Trevor had that face mask late in the game, no one came up swinging, and. uh right. It, it bothers me a little. I, I also know that's typically what we've been begging for is discipline and some even keel and some moderation and all that sort of thing for a couple of years. But it kind of makes you think that maybe uh, with the Jason Moss head coach team, um, there there might have been someone coming out of that pile looking for uh, for some some vengeance.
3: A little emotion, something to, to get it going or, you know, like... There was almost nothing like they were losing so bad and it was just like a deflation. There wasn't even like frustration. There didn't feel like anything on the field. I wasn't there in person, so it's a completely different story watching it on TV. But it just felt like they came out this huge like bubble was blowing up and you're like, Yeah, yeah, and all of a sudden it just started to Right. And but nothing. There was there was nothing there. There was no frustration. There was no emotion. There's no anger. It was just like, we suck. It's very flat. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There, there, was some, there was definitely some deflation. You're right. Yeah. And again, like Mike said, thank goodness this is now a video podcast because that was nice for everybody to see that. That was good. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, Kayla, let's start with you this time going around the other way. What, what stood out as like the, like the, for lack of a better term, the bad? what what is the, and i know we've talked about a lot of that already but is there something else that you just want to talk about with this game
3: i have a list so i'll narrow it down <laughs> <laughs> just kidding okay wait wait before you get
0: to your list i just forgot i had one more good Costigan. again uh he oh, has, yes he First impressed tackle. me he impressed me yeah. the sack the tackle three other tackles i believe um and good movement for a big dude uh, he he did stand out for me in the game sorry okay go ahead Kayla
3: well even like the just the new kids on the D really stood out like they were all at the top of the the, det- de- the defensive tackles like you saw Mike Moore and uh, Quaker they were all kind of like lower with one but all the new kids it was like new kids on the D instead of the block you know? <laughs> cool 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 cool, cool,
0: cool. <laughs> nice try Nice try. <laughs> uh,
3: well, since my, my key to the game last week was, you know, special teams and actually getting past the 50-yard, which was, like, didn't even get even relatively close. So, and that that special teams, like, they are just – they kind of fell apart. I mean, the returner was uh, – what was his name? Um, Williams. Thank you. No, no, no. no. Uh, on
0: else. Alfred. Oh, That's Alfred, right. yeah. yeah.
3: Kind of just eating them alive. And I mean, they gave up a touchdown on... I mean, I mean, it, it happens, but it was just a really weak spot. And I'm just like, you know, I really wish that we had AJ mass because, you know, we might actually block something, maybe, a little yeah, bit.
0: AJ yeah, AJ Gas. Yeah. Gas, sorry. My bad. That's okay. That's all good.
3: Um. So that and then just the O-line. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It was... Hard to watch. It was hard to watch. I don't know if it people were just weren't reading the plays right. Like those blitzes just came through. No one was reading anything, and it was just it was hard to watch. And poor Trevor. But I mean, he's partially at fault too. So.
0: Well, and and you look at it, Mike. I think we said in 2019. What did Trevor get sacked? What is it, six times the entire yeah. season? And he's already at seven, not counting <laughs> the one where they pulled his helmet off and they got the penalty for it right um yeah yeah so paul give me give me your thoughts on on the o-line for sure
4: well by my count our starting tackles were probably our either our fifth and sixth or a sixth and seventh choice right going we we had two guys three guys retire um that we had signed for the season uh derek dennis tommy draheim and uh the other one... Uh, from Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. From
0: Toronto. Oh, yeah. I don't remember his name. Yes.
4: I, I should. Um, then then we have uh, Servi uh, go down to, to injury. We have Colin Kelly uh, uh, tears a, a pec muscle and doing push-ups in his room. Uh, you know, so those two are out. You have Kyle Saxlid, uh, presumably next man up, who who is still dinged up. I, I believe he might be back this week. Um, so you're, you're talking about a, a global player that you know, a great story in itself—a first global player to start on offense or defense in a CFL game. I mean, that's that's trend-breaking itself. Uh, and and Justin Renfro, which who again has has cred in the CFL and stuff like that, but is is still a fairly late arrival and playing uh, first game of that position next to uh, next to, to Jake Ruby. So uh, the continuity factor just wasn't there. Um, in addition, to the couple of sacks that came up the middle with the delayed rush. Uh, the other ones, both tackles got uh, uh, had guys come right around the outside, starting wide on them and, and come in we had not a lot of help from pass protection, we don't have a CJ Gable back there or a Kelvin McCarty that you bring in to to chip a guy or, or uh, to, to give some help to that tackle um, again, we've got to figure out what's the solution with the guys in this room and, and with the guys on this roster and the talent is there um, but Schematically, They're going to have to do some things. And, and Trevor's got to get rid of the ball and, and recognize those things. His receivers have to recognize it as well and cut it off and run a hot route. Um, you have to start doing some screen passes and, and traps and stuff like that to counteract it. And and again, I just don't think the play calling was, was up to par in, in terms of the reaction to, to help out the offensive line for the struggles they were having.
0: Mike, what did you think live? And and I mean, I know at the end of the first half, I mean, the team got booed as they were going right. off the field. So um, when you're there and watching, what, what, did, you, what did you think of it?
2: it? It almost looked like there was a lot of confusion, especially at that tackle position. Uh, someone would be coming and they weren't sure which way to go. Mm. Um, we had a player in his very first pro game in Steven Nielsen, this uh, pro CFL game. Um And I thought he might have been better of the two, uh, to be honest. I thought Renfro had a tough night at left tackle, which is traditionally a tougher spot. Um, Yeah, I don't know. There was just a lot of disappointing I found on the line itself. Ruby had a bad, uh, uh, not necessarily the best. Some plays that were maybe problematic. Um, It was a tough one for sure. One thing I really didn't care for um, was the exchange from center, on the third down, Gamble, mm-hmm. we were deep in their territory. Uh, there was someone from Montreal still running off the field, and there was four seconds left on the play clock. And they couldn't seem to get it together to snap the ball. And I think right. had a couple of seconds earlier, they snapped that ball. It's a too-many-men penalty, and we get that first down automatically. But, you know, that wasn't great. And then the trying to draw them offside later on in the game, it just seemed that the communication wasn't there between Trevor and that O-line.
3: Well, and and can I actually make a point to that, Mike, is I had down two is I don't I've never been in a huddle. I don't know. But it didn't seem like Trevor had the backfield in control. It didn't seem like he had that command back there. A lot of times I would see him calling plays and it was kind of like scattered. He was looking this way, this way. And like it didn't look like the receivers were paying attention. They weren't looking at him. And it just seemed kind of kerfuffled like. I, I don't know if he's not commanding that attention, or if the receivers are just like, yeah, 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 whatever. I, I it it looked very, again, like deflated, blasé, not taking this seriously.
0: Yeah, that's fair, and and what, interesting to me. And I know they brought it up in the in the telecast a lot. Is that you know Greg Ellington with what was it three targets and one right. catch? Like that seems that seems really odd, especially between those two that know each other so well. Um, But
2: haven't played together in 600 and some odd days.
0: True. But you would just think that there would be that, okay, that's the guy. I I need to get back on track. Then I got to – Ellingson gets to where it needs to be and I put it to him. Like that's – because especially at the end of that first half, and and you guys can argue with me if you want, but it just seemed like Trevor was then trying to push it to – make a point and when you had that one stretch where there was the pick six that then got taken off the board by a penalty then there was another one that was almost picked and then there was a third one that was picked but I believe there was a different penalty and we got but it was like oh my goodness like you're what like that is we're so not used to seeing that from Trevor Harris usually it's it's right on the money and so is it and I don't know if that's receiver not going the right way or if that's here like I said Trevor trying to like say okay like I'm I'm pushing it in there. Go get it. Um I, who knows, right? I don't I don't know. What Paul, do you I know you know Trevor better than a lot of us, so I, I, I don't know and I don't want you to speak for him, of course, but I just I just want to know what you saw there.
4: I I think some of the trash talk in advance actually got to him a little bit. Um okay. not not in the, the normal way um where he had to go out and prove that he's tough. He's 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 proven that. Mm-hmm. Um he doesn't have to prove he's he's a, a great quarterback or a great football player. He he's every bit of that. But I I think just wanting to he he wants so bad to to win for the guys in 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 the room. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's who he plays for. Uh, not to beat the opponent, but to win with with his, his teammates. And um, I I think he he started wanting it so bad. And when you have initial um win come out of your sails on a few of those mistakes uh, that that shorten drives. Uh, it, it maybe just started to deflate a little bit, and and uh, uh, I, you know, he, he's one of 46 guys or one of 45 guys there, and and he 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 has to relax and and know that he's he's not having to carry it for for everyone, uh, but he is the one guy that a lot of people are going to look to to set the tone for the team, and and uh, uh, he's he's got to stay who he is, he's got to stay authentic, and and for all the criticism. Uh, that, that he was getting and, and some of the social media stuff was brutal
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh, and tremendously uninformed from some guys that know much better than that. Um, but I, I, I do think it started to affect him a little bit. And I, I was kind of reminded back, it's, it's got to be about 17, 18 years ago, around 2003, 2005, Don Matthews was coaching in Montreal, I believe, and he got into Ricky Ray's head. Talking about how Ricky Ray, he put it in the media Ricky Ray has a tell, and we know what he's going to do when he's going to do it. And uh, it really seemed to throw him off for, for a little bit. It, it was all crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was gamesmanship. But, you know, you, you never know what's sort of going to get in, in a guy's head and change their behavior a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, the last thing that I just want to touch on, and only just, I know, Kayla, you already said it, but the special teams um, put in the special and special teams. Um, it was, um, I, uh, I noticed something actually, as I watched more of the game, when you watched Montreal, when they were, when they were receiving on a punt or whatever, um, their blockers were, are running two guys to block them and hit them. And you're the Elks, ones they would be waiting for the punt to come down and they're all standing waiting for the Montreal guy to come at them instead of yeah. being aggressive to go get them and there was a number of times like I I know Penguin had said to us like well, how is it that we keep getting these great returners and then they all turn to garbage I'm like well but there's no like there's no blocking <laughs> like Williams gets 10 yards and he's in a group of five Montreal guys because they aren't being aggressive to take those guys out of his way to make give him a lane to run, and um I think they're they're following the path they're supposed to. But boy, that is difficult to watch. Hmm. Hmm. Mike, do you see anything else going on with the the like the returners, the the cover team, like things that I'm? Missing? Uh,
2: it just seemed like every time that Terry Williams would field the ball. There were five guys in his face yeah. um, versus whenever we were kicking it to them, Alford had lanes and he could run at least forward, you know, five, 10 yards before he was had a chance to be tackled. Um, and he's a slippery guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Williams was at least running fairly north south. Mm hmm. Um, as opposed to dancing around or, you know, trying to sweep around the outside. Um, But maybe that's not necessarily a great thing if he does it all the time because then everyone knows where to sort of funnel their players towards. So maybe he needs to mix it up and at least try and do a sweep with some proper blocking. But it it seemed to me like the scheme maybe was part of the problem more than
4: the man. There there were probably at least three times you texted me during the game asking if if that was a block from behind or... Right. right. And I, I would slow things down, look at the replay, and it, every one of them was at least interpretable as being from the side. But right. they were blowing guys up. Yeah. They weren't yeah. just – and there were other ones where it was just getting in the way and, and stuff like that. But uh, those ones made noticeable blocks on pretty much every return. There right. was one where Alfred took it and did start to go across the field, and you could see him sort of pointing to guys, with, okay, you got that one, you set it setting up his blocks – and, right. and that level of communication isn't something I've seen for a while, um, but yeah, I again, I think it was an exceptional athlete in a great system, and uh, uh, he he made us pay. I think he, he was averaging twenty yards of return, even if you take out the eighty-four yard punt. Right.
0: That's yeah, that's crazy. That must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day we will we will remember what that's like. Um, Super fan. Are there any uh, questions that came across on YouTube about that game that we should deal with?
2: Yeah, there's quite a bit of chatter going. <laughs> I on. I can imagine.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, Ken Ludwig was saying that it was uh, must be torture for Kayla to be watching the game multiple times and know. having it on in the background. Uh, there were definitely some compliments on uh, on uh, Mr. Rechner's uh, uh, chin foliage. Oh, good. There. That's so, good. yeah. It's
0: very yeah. It's very impressive. I some <laughs> uh,
2: yes but that was later. (laughs) Oh, no, sorry, she's talking about someone else. Okay. Uh, But but she was on, just, you know, not talking to you. Um, uh, Leanne had said uh, that, you know, calling it a disappointing loss, she tended to use stronger language, so you might want to get that fire trucker filter ready. Okay, good. Uh, Ken Ludwig was saying that when you are playing against Vernon Adams, you have to be disciplined. It didn't seem like there was enough of that on Saturday night. Uh, Not necessarily disciplined with penalties, but you know, just disciplining in, in uh, you know, doing your role. So, um, <laughs> uh, Coach Vic, uh, referring to Paul talking about Vernon Adams having the it factor. I uh, said most of us saw it as the o-
0: fire t- trucker. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Which is fair.
0: It is. It is fair. Yeah.
2: Uh, uh tim capper is saying that he does still love us win or lose
0: uh, and we love Saladis him written, yeah. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah we we still love him he we let him out of the closet now to have the rest of the conversation uh, <laughs> so that's that's good yeah we we love you capper and cliffy i mean they're they're still our buds wow. yeah
2: wow that's uh, breaking news. yeah well, um, it's what i do uh, yeah <laughs> Leanne was talking about uh, Shai Ross's touchdown, saying it was a great touchdown and she got to shake the hell out of her cowbells. So I'm hoping that's not a metaphor, but maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, you doing
0: the YouTube James comments said. might be the greatest part of this podcast just so that you know yeah
2: certainly better than saturday (laughs) uh jacob sperling was saying uh do you guys think the offensive problems are more on trevor elizondo or the offensive line uh he noticed that trevor had no time in the montreal game but that didn't seem to be as much of a problem against ottawa
0: hmm good question uh how about all of the above
2: that's what ken was saying yeah Yeah, i I actually think
0: it, it depended on the play right like one one play it's gonna be O line, the next play it was hanging on to the ball too long, the next play it looked like there was confusion. So it I don't think you could all pin it on one thing out of those out of, out of those options.
2: That doesn't spiral because of one, maybe? Uh, like if possibly. he doesn't feel like he's having enough time he's gonna start hearing
0: footsteps. That's 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 actually a fair point, yeah. Absolutely, is that Harris might have not felt as comfortable back there because of how the initial offensive line started, right? Right, uh,
2: Leanne does think that the O line might be just allergic to the
0: red zone. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the
0: red wall, as they I, keep calling it on TSN. Sorry, go ahead, Paul. Yeah.
4: I, I think we also have to look at who is on that Montreal defensive line, too. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean Simmons Nick had gosh, a massive game. Bill Simmons. Yeah, uh, um, right. Had uh, Wakefield as, as a backup in there. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Woody Barron right. uh, was, was in there. I mean, these these that's a that's a stacked line. Um, decent secondary. Take away some of those those early reads if they're playing press coverage. But I I still come back to play calling that that they didn't do enough to compensate and help the guys put them in positions to succeed.
0: Hmm, good point.
2: Uh, more on the line, uh, Coach Rick. Again, the worst thing you can. Have is a line that is thinking when they get into position, as opposed to just reacting. They need to not think. Um, so that I mean, that's certainly a fair point. Maybe they were just too much thinking instead of just. It's so ingrained in them. It just it's I can't so.
0: wait for that film room. There will be no thinking in this film room. <laughs>
2: that's right. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then referring to Trevor, uh, Jana did say that Trevor is such a man of character. He will find his groove. So that's fair. You know, that's Didn't true. mention your beard at all, but maybe it's coming. <laughs> Probably. Oh, no, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> this is his wife speaking. Please don't encourage the beard. <laughs> so I've got some beard products we're going to send your way. That's
0: right, yeah. Okay. Oils. You know, yeah. Just,
2: well, just something that will help it grow. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um,
0: okay. Um, what,
4: another just small point on the on the pass rush is I don't think it's getting a lot of credit on who the defensive coordinator was on the other side either. Sure. Aaron Miles on. practiced against this unit and, and knows that interior of the offensive line well. So I, I have a feeling he was he had more insight than on us than we had on them.
2: Good
0: point. Good point.
2: Absolutely. Um, Ken Ludwig again, uh, through two games, the first wave of opposition coverage are making the tackle as opposed to uh, letting it get to that second and third waves uh, on special teams. Yep, that's fair. Uh, just a high Paul from David Winchester. Nice. <laughs> See? Popular. Uh, Leanne did want to confirm that shaking her cowbells was actually legit. She meant it literally. Okay. Uh, so that's good it's to good, know. Good,
0: to the, good, good confirmation to have. We, we, we didn't want to leave all the rest of the listeners wondering, so that's good.
2: Didn't we? Well, um, yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a great uh, joke. Ken does say, yeah. <laughs> "Yeah, it could be a long night in BC if the offensive line plays like that again this week." So uh, I'm sure. I mean, it's a short week, but they've certainly got enough film and enough coaches to sort of prep them through it. So we shall see. And uh, Dave Winchester says, "I'm still confused why the Elks didn't call a timeout when there was
0: confusion on third down."
3: Probably more confusion. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, entirely possible. We have to remember that Elizondo is a rookie head coach too. I mean, I know that he's been coaching a long time, but he is a rookie head coach, and so there are going to be some of those things, like the challenge flag, like maybe not managing the clock as as good with the timeouts, and the, like it, it will happen, and he'll get better at it as he does more of it. I I, I believe. Not
4: to pile on either, but. You, you, you go in for one after the touchdown. That yes. put us yeah. by seventeen. A two point. If you make it, you're down two scores. If you're trying that onside, why not? Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, then it's just two. You know, eight points, and you're in. So. And honestly, in the in the grand scheme of things, um, go for two more often. Like <laughs> we gotta yeah you, you got you we we gotta break into that end zone. Like get. Go for two more often. If you keep – if you start connecting on some of those, it might help with some of the touchdown throws. Like you – you know. gives us some practice inside the red zone. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: And we have a friend, uh, Glenn VB, who's a math professor. Okay. And he said this – the fact that the odds are over 50% of the time people are getting that two-point convert. I mean, why wouldn't you? That means you're going to be getting at least on average one point, but potentially and statistically more than that. So –
0: Great. Excellent. Why not? Excellent point. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to talk about the BC game here in a second, because we do want to, we do want to talk about that. Uh, the one yes. thing that I, I want to say as we wrap up talking about that game is that uh, I don't think we should be in panic mode yet. I mean, we have Calgary and Hamilton are also Owen two, and you can't tell me that all Who saw that coming? exactly. If you said that, that Edmonton, Calgary, and Hamilton were going to be a combined and six after week two, would anybody have called that early on? Like not a chance.
2: Probably not Ryan.
0: Well, no, definitely not. And definitely not Josh. Cause he would. Yeah, yes. exactly. So, um, so th- this is the thing, right? Is that yes, it is a condensed season and yes, all the wins mean more, but it, it, I, I don't want to write the team off yet, just because they they've had a couple of games where they're learning. Now, if we're still seeing these types of issues and and the same type of things happening, and we're in game five or six, yeah, that, that, then it's time to start throwing in some some panic level of what what are you going to do? But after two games, right. that that like you said, Mike, th- those were our preseason games. Uh, now it's time to start uh, locking everybody in and and getting some production. So,
2: yeah, Julian Poirier saying, "Return to the mean."
0: Absolutely, yeah.
2: Which which can mean two different things, actually. Yeah, so. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. yeah. Return to the meeting I'm being a fan of both, except in the penalties. Don't uh, don't, right. don't. Yeah, okay. Um, super fan. You have some horrid items for us this evening.
2: Uh, well, I have one item. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, I sort of teased it last week. Uh, speaking of Leanne, and uh, not without cowballs this time, um, she found some <laughs> items that uh, belonged to her grandparents. And she uh, very kindly reached out to me and asked me if I would be willing to take them and keep them and, you know, display them and everything else. And I, I said I would wow. be honored to. Uh, and it's something I did not have in my collection. Unfortunately, until I, I lose a bit, I'm not able to fit into them. So I have to show them <laughs> rather than wear them. Um, but I do have, hopefully you can sort of see that.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, this is
2: a, a classic sort of late 70s jacket from Shane. Um, I I mean, I just love that patch
0: on there. Oh, it's outstanding. Yeah. Uh,
2: Felt patch. It is absolutely gorgeous. It's in phenomenal shape. Uh, And for now, it's going to uh, hang proudly in in the locker in the back with all the game worn items. Um, And maybe one day I'll be able to get into it. But um, that day is not today. Oh, but uh, <laughs> just a huge thank you to Leanne uh, because it is absolutely beautiful, and I've wanted this particular design for a long time. But just finding one was a little tough, and I've had a few times where I had a shot at it and missed out. So uh, I finally can say that I have uh, not even one, but two of these in here. So
0: oh wow, uh, this is beautiful, and, and thank you again. Oh, that's fantastic. That that yeah. is awesome.
3: What's the back? Does it have anything on the back, Mike? No, it's a blank back. Oh, I you'll like notice the, yeah. the edge.
0: Could wear that
2: now if I could get into it. So
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well you could it's put it on. Jacket, you could right? put it on and roll it up, and it'd be like a different version of James Wilder Jr.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're too much like the fat man in a little coat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can you please bring that to tailgate and do that? That'd be fair. No. Oh,
2: no. damn it! Because at the end of the skit, it ruins the jacket. I don't want to do uh, that,
0: that, so. That's 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 fair. Uh, that's, that's fair. I don't know if I go to another
2: horde item or not. But
0: uh, Yeah, Paul, uh, would you be okay if we showed the other horde item, or do you want to hold
4: off on that? Uh, no, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. I've actually got one little small one here that I, I'll, I'll show after. Okay. Sure. So then, Well, this uh, is
2: a small yeah. one, too. Yes. Uh, so this has been um, here um because i had uh, paul had asked me to receive it uh expecting to be here for tailgate uh, for a uh, preseason and obviously that hasn't come yet but eventually he'll be here but in the meantime it's here and you know possession is nine tenths of the loft so that worked out really well <laughs> uh, Want to set this up? yes no do you want to set this up at all or uh
4: not not all well i guess i can uh there, there was an auction uh, that, that Mike had, had become aware of and, and talked to me about. I, I think it would have been uh, last June or July when the catalog first came out. And thought, oh, that's kind of a neat item that he pointed out to me. And, and I, I moved on and, and I kept coming back to it every once in a while and trying to register for the auction. But every time I'd get to a point where you actually need two previous auction regis- uh uh, references in order to, to register and stuff like that. And there's only one person I know that has two auction references, and, um, other than my brother-in-law who's an auctioneer. Um, <laughs> but he wouldn't give me a reference. Um, so ultimately, when the auction went live, I, I started talking to Mike. I, I hadn't been able to get it out of my head, and uh, he agreed to bid for, as, as a proxy for me and, and walk me through the process. And, after one real nervous overtime round, when uh, when we were uh, sitting there wondering, do we do we up it again or, or not, uh, we were the successful bidder, and uh,
0: and that would be it. Ooh, oh that that's the real deal, folks. That is the real I don't know deal. Twenty fifteen Danny Grew uh, Grey Cup ring, and yeah. that man, that thing is beautiful. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous, uh, and quite
2: heavy. And quite <laughs> And strange doesn't quite fit on my finger. But, um, <laughs> you know.
0: You're not quite offensive lineman size yet? Yeah, I
2: don't know if it quite can see on the inside there.
0: Uh, it's a little hard to see that one, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I won't quite focus on it, but... Uh, it does
2: say, once an Eskimo,
0: always an Eskimo. Which is, yeah, yeah it's fantastic. Such an awesome... What an awesome yeah. get. And... Uh, yeah, that, that's quite the add to the collection, Paul.
4: Well, that, that's a—I'm not a big collector, um, but I like unique items and, and ones that are meaningful. And um, also, thanks to Mike's help, I have the uh, one of the the previous plaques that went on the Grey Cup, um, the name the, the nameplate with uh, the the players that were on that team, and, and I've got a, a signed autograph helmet from from that. Uh, Oh. that team that year as well that uh wow. was able to to get for me. Um and there's a few uh, missing signatures on there, but every time Kenny Stafford comes back I like, can't get him in time before he's he's gone again. So <laughs> we'll have to catch up with something point.
0: Uh, uh, co host Kenny's gotta help us out there. We gotta get that uh, gotta, gotta get that all going. Um, Mike, I know there wasn't a, a history segment per se this week, um, but I did want to touch on, um, uh, it's a bit of our history, um, and send out some, uh, condolences to the family yes. of, uh, Shona Ward. Um, now she was a big part of, uh, the organization, uh, and especially the ticket office for a very long time. Um. I've I've only heard ever stories of Shona, but Paul, I believe you you did know her as well, correct?
4: I I met Shona before, um, absolutely. I, I didn't know her well, but um, uh, I'm not sure how many people know. But she's she's Dwayne ex mother-in-law, and, mm-hmm. and the reason matches his wife and obviously uh, grandmother to to Matt and, and Kenzie. And uh, certainly, my condolences, heartfelt to to that that family. I mean, it's. It's a loss to the entire organization and, and a lot of alumni and players that that, that uh, she she drove them into community and have them overcome fear of, pu- uh, fear of public speaking and all those sorts of things. But uh, I know Dwayne said that he was actually uh, her, her resident handyman around the house, which just seems like an odd choice for the guy you'd want to change light bulbs.
1: Uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... He'll find something else to do, I'm sure. But uh, hopefully, it's closer to ground level. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yeah
4: it has to be. <laughs> it pretty
0: much. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, all, all of our thoughts with uh, with that family, and and of course, um, uh, and. It, I like I said, I, I saw a number of players saying, you know, she was instrumental in, in like you said, Paul, getting out and, and having those conversations with kids and those types of things. And, and that's a huge part of what this team is. So uh, so she meant a, a lot to the players and to the organization. And so uh, a tough and loss. For kept us, for them sure. in line. And, that's, <laughs> and you need somebody yeah. like that. You need somebody yeah, who can be like, hey, no, nah, yeah, that's not okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, apparently Jed and Giz, she definitely had, you know, an eye on it at all times, so...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it must be hard to keep an eye on giz all the time you just running all around <laughs> have no idea what he's saying what's going on what's uh,
2: yeah well you didn't know what he was saying but oh right. what he
0: was doing. okay that's fair so, okay good i'm glad yeah. we clarified that perfect uh all right let's get into this week's game so uh thursday night tilt uh, out at bc place um our first road trip um which is uh, interesting thought actually I, I wonder if that will help to bring the team together a little bit um in when you're on that. That road trip, um, you get that. You know, it, it's a different feeling, right? So we'll see if that uh, that changes anything. Of course, you know, Michael Riley will uh, likely get the start. Although we'll probably only find out two minutes before the coin toss, but it, it's still that's fine. He'll likely get the start. Um, I, I now this. I don't want to seem negative, but. <laughs> Based on the last two weeks, Michael might actually finally get the game that he wants against his old team, because every other time that he's played us to this point uh we've kind of run roughshod. So uh I'm curious to see um how that kind of turns out, especially when you've got guys like Lucky Whitehead that has had a great first two weeks. Um their defense um I can't even remember the name of the guy, but that interception that he had against Bo where he flew through the air backwards and caught it was unreal. Um the defense is starting to to pick up there. Um I, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of how that balances out. So, uh, Paul, let's talk to you first on, on how do you see this game going and, and, and kind of, what do you see are the, the keys for both teams?
4: Definitely a younger defense and a less experienced defense that we're up against. Uh, it, it was Keontae Harden. You were, thank you. Yes. Uh, Victor Gamboa is another, uh, another younger defensive back, uh, another Eastern Washington, uh, one of my eags out of there, like <laughs> TJ stuff. So, um, amazing pipeline to the CFL. When you think of all the names we've seen through there, or the Absolutely. Um, Adams was, was there Matt Nichols, Greg peach, JC Sherrod, of course. And, uh, uh you know, yeah. Uh, a lot of guys there. I, I don't think they have the, the same sort of personnel that, that gave us problems, um, this, this past week. Um, okay. so I, I'm, I'm hoping that we can do a little bit more of what we want to do instead of uh, getting thrown off by, by that. Um, Trigger Michaels, trigger Michael. uh, (laughs) You got to watch for him. Um, I I was chirping him a little bit before last, uh, last game. And uh, uh, that, that may have backfired.
0: <clears throat> well, I don't know if it may have backfired. I mean, Calgary's 0-2, so I think it I think it did yeah. really well. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could talk nice to him this week, that'd be great. Maybe it'll work out better for us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: he doesn't respond well to that. Oh, okay, part. all right. All right. <laughs> uh- it, it's going to be interesting. They're going through a, a couple of the same things that we are with some some injuries on the offensive line. Uh, Riker Matthews is out this week again, I believe. Um, so they they're they're having a little bit of change as well. And I, I honestly think under against most quarterbacks, we probably had four sacks last week. Um, True. Even that one, he touchdown. I mean, we had Eric Blake on a safety blitz, and, and, and Kwaku was almost there. Just missed him, yet. actually. Yeah. 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 So I. I I do think, historically, uh, Edmonton's gotten in, in uh, Mr. Riley's grill uh, a little over uh, the, the past number of meetings. And, and uh, again, I don't think he's a guy you rattle necessarily, but that, that does start to affect what they can do. And if you give him time with Lucky Whitehead and Brian Burnham and, and uh, Dominic Rhymes, uh, all is, is stretch the field threats, uh, that, that's going to put a lot of pressure on our secondary
0: well, and that's not even including Lamar Durant, who had the, the big gear in 2019 that could, you know, take off as well. And he may have been lost in the first couple of games, but at some point, you know, he's going to have a big game. So there's 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 an, there's a lot of weapons on that side to to be aware of. Um, although I'm curious. So did you mean, like, if you hit Michael, like, does he fold? No. Well, that was, no. I mean, you could ask Mondo. Maybe he would like, oh, <laughs> yeah. It's an excellent answer. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, super fan. What do you see, uh, going on in this game? How, how do the Elks pull this one out?
2: Um, I'd like to see us just start playing a lot better on the lines. I mean, it's one loss in the trenches. Um, I, have got to think guys like Moore and, uh, especially Quaku are just chomping at the bit to get to a quarterback that isn't as mobile as, uh, Adams Jr. Was, um, I think they got some decent pressure against um, Matt Nichols, who is more of a, a pocket passer, and as Riley is as well, although he's not afraid to run. Um, but if he has to hold the ball a little longer, because we have a pretty solid secondary, then maybe they've got a chance to, to haul him down a bit and, and get him off his game. Takes an awful lot to get <laughs> Michael uh, Riley off his game, but you know, I, I think a little bit like that. And then just figure out what it's going to take to get... Um, Trevor Harris some more time whether that's throwing mm-hmm. in uh, you know some fullbacks to act as a tight end kind of set or just you know maybe we'll switch things up maybe Saxlid will be back I don't know um, but if that is the case then and we can get him that extra one or two seating boats then you know maybe we can get a little more uh, downfield action
0: that's fair and and on a side note if Saxlid is in then four starting Canadians on the line that'd be, that'd be pretty cool be, and, and a global maybe and, and exactly and so we might be you know um we might actually be starting nine or ten canadians in this game uh because now you you see the injury report with our monty edwards possibly you know still right. taking limited uh does that mean that you possibly see Tavon smith shy ross and mike jones in a receiver too like who knows right this is uh it's kind of there could be a ton of canadians on that offensive side of the ball could be very interesting um kayla what do you got for uh keys to this game
3: well if it's not stating the obvious i mean we have to find that end zone a heck of a lot more that (laughs) offense needs and early yeah yeah and don't lay off the gas if you start you know starting that fire just keep piling on the wood because we need an explosive game right now and um i mean if it if it's against michael riley okay i'll take it like that's fine by me (laughs) Uh, but we really need to get something going on the offense um i think don't be afraid to throw some deep balls we really need that momentum going and i think that's a really good way and why not at this point like Obviously, we have Wilder, we have the running game, but if you're not even going to utilize them when you need them, then what's the point? Just get it in the end zone, get that ball moving. For the love of God, get it in the end zone, please. <laughs> just just touchdowns, okay? <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's what we got. Uh, and I really like the point you made with uh, special teams, too, is you need more aggression towards. Don't play the defensive when you're actually defending. You go towards those those returners and you, you get to them quick. You don't let them get the, the field advantage. And on the flip side, oh my gosh, can you please just block? Just block. Just let Scary Terry get halfway through down the field for one play. Like That's all I'm asking. But we really need some emotion. We need some passion. Just light it up, for the love of God. I mean... <laughs> let's do this, let's do this, come on. It's better to get started a little slower and end on fire than the opposite, which I'm hoping the Riders will do, but probably not.
0: (laughs) I like that. I like the way that's going. Um, I think think a big key to this game is to watch the development of those three rookie linebackers um, and see uh what they've learned over two games over two live action games they they show well yes they're up on their tackles and Als Morgan started to become a little bit more in the play those kind of things but Paul you were talking earlier about how um Edmonton wasn't like those linebackers were cheating and they weren't using those short passes to to gain that 8 9 yards Montreal did when our guys mm-hmm. cheated and so um they they've got these weapons that we just talked about in BC and we didn't even talk about the fact that they have Shaq Cooper and uh, we watched stand back kind of uh, you know, get a bunch of extra yards on us and Cooper's small and shifty and those guys got to be prepared to fill that hole and and take him down early. So um, I really think there's a huge key in seeing what have those linebackers learned from the first two games and are they, are they stepping up? Um, I didn't actually look in the injury report today on Brian Walker, if he might get activated this week or not, which I think might help, but um, he
2: was, was there, but did not participate.
0: Did not participate. Okay, so uh, so then we're probably looking at those three rookie linebackers again. So I'm hoping that they can, uh, you know, take that next step in in some of those protections.
4: I did see that they they had survey clearing COVID protocols today, you so did. timing is is about right for Walker to come out, and that's all that's holding them out. Again, you probably want to get him a couple of days of practicing uh, to. To, to integrate and stuff like that, but I, I I wouldn't be shocked to see him. I I don't have any information on that, but I, I I'm hopeful.
0: That that would be that'd be huge. I think. No, I don't want to take anything away from Williams. I just want to say, like Brian Walker, he was very impressive in 19, and I'd like to see him be able to get out on the field and and wreck some people.
4: <laughs> well, like you say? If we if we're starting an extra Canadian on the offensive line. That gives us flexibility to to roll an extra American uh, at safety or something like that if we need to.
0: Right, absolutely, absolutely. That and that would be great because that position keeps seeming to rotate through uh, injuries back there in, in the safety position. So, uh, so that that's a huge thing. And, and Kayla, you already said the special teams need to increase, and I. 100% agree with you. So uh, before we do our pick 'em, Mike, is there any other uh, YouTube things that we need to uh, talk about here? And then we'll get to our pick 'ems and our prop bet, which, uh, by the way, Paul, I didn't tell you that beforehand, but you get to uh, tell us what the prop bet will be on, and I'll set the line. And I'm sure you have many ideas already. But uh, let's start with Mike and some YouTube things on the game that's coming up.
2: You bet. Uh, one thing I did want to point out, I was asked. Uh, when was the last time that both Edmondson and Calgary started the mm. season 0 and two? Mm-hmm. It's only happened twice since we rejoined the league in 1949, and that was in 1954. Oh, that was uh, which a good year was a pretty good year for us. Yeah, um, both teams won their third game, and in 1966 was the most recent time. So you know, 55 years ago, <laughs> and uh, we uh, Calgary lost the third game. And Edmondson won versus BC. So let's just hope that uh, history repeats itself, shall we? Um, Okay, back to the questions. Um, We are talking about – they're talking about the double E jacket. um, And David's uh, remarked that, uh, you know, I'm going to try and see if I can make it fit, that based on the meals that we serve at Tailgate, it's
0: never going (laughs) to happen,
2: which is fair. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> the tailgate is the uh, problem absolutely yeah leanne not did the say that cider the- or anything no it's right. the, it's totally the tailgate's fault yeah exactly
2: exactly um and leanne did say that uh she was happy that they found a good home the jacket because she couldn't have been able to get her cowbells in them either so there <laughs> is that um i'm like you don't have to smuggle them ma- in. oh wait wait Just um, <laughs> oh. put them in you know mm-hmm. clear bag. Um, so Coach Fix asking, was Calgary that bad this week or was the Lions defense that good? Uh, most people seem to think it might have been a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. So,
0: Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. Um, it's coming out now that Bo is injured or seems yes. to be injured and likely will miss this week. So that could have played into – have, we have never seen Bo throw four interceptions. So there's obviously something going on there as well. Um, right. I don't know. Did anybody catch who he threw under the bus after the game, or was it just no? Okay, um, but I, I hey everybody okay. I think it was a bit of uh, a, a bit of both, though. And, and Calgary's dealing with a really young team, uh, which they haven't had to do in a long time. Right. So, um, so that that might be that might be part of it. Uh, Paul, did, did you think Column A or Column B? I,
4: I think it was more Calgary. Um, you know, full credit to BC for the win and taking advantage of the opportunity, but. This isn't the same Calgary team okay. where you, you plug and play next man up, all that sort of thing. Changes on your offensive line, uh, changes on defense. Uh, that secondary has lost a lot of pieces. Um, you know, there's there's some some great talent there as well, but uh, I think it's going to take a while to, to, to come together. And, and when Bo isn't Bo, um, that's the straw that serves the drink there.
0: Maybe that's the, uh, maybe that's the Calvin factor. Maybe he still is, uh, you know, an Edmonton boy and he's there and it's just, Oh yeah. Oh, Oh, right. He was the secret agent. i ah, sorry. Sorry. Totally. It's okay. Calvin, keep doing what you're doing. Okay. We'll edit that out. We're yeah.
2: good. <laughs> what uh, No, a few more, <laughs> more points. Um, Ken Ludwig was saying that uh, Riley is a lot tougher than Matt Nichols. So, Fair. you know, there is that going for us. But, yeah, you know, I guess we'll see. Um, Julian Poirier, if BC can find the uprights, watch out. Uh, of course, they let go their global kicker this Correct. last week yes. and have uh, a couple, I think, of options in camp on the practice roster now. They brought in uh, another guy. So, we'll see who ends up suiting up.
0: Um, I'm sure Rod Black will tell us about it at least three or four times. I'm sure it won't come up at all. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, Leanne did say that uh, for the allergies, we needed to get EpiPens for the O line since they're not the red zone. Perfect. Coach Vic is calling for big, deep balls. Um, oh, my. <laughs>
0: title of the podcast. Said, Sir. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sorry, it didn't come out right. Um, uh, no, he's not. was saying he's <laughs> not been impressed with our uh, rookie linebackers so far.
0: Okay. So we shall see, so... Well, there's the they they got time to improve, and like I said, mm-hmm. we got to see them getting better every game. I think that's that's right. that's the steps we got to be looking for. So, all right, well, let's get to our pick-ems for this week. Uh, obviously, the first game is the Thursday that, uh, w- but we don't pick that game because we already know who's going to win. But we'll do the prop bet shortly. Uh, so there you the go. next game on Friday is those same Alouettes traveling down Highway Two to play in Calgary uh, against the O Two Stampeders, which I just. Want to keep saying over and over again, Uh, although I know, yes, we're also 0 2, but it is fun to say 0 2 Stampeders. Uh, Let's go over. Can you repeat that? Oh, 0 2 Stampeders. Was that good? Okay, You picked it up this time? Okay, perfect. Excellent. So how's
2: Ryan going to spin this one? I I think I said it to you. Maybe he's dyslexic. He meant 0 and 14.
0: Could be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now we're just... (laughs) Oh, it's his son's birthday. We shouldn't be too mean to him today. All right. Uh, And happy birthday, Carter. Okay, Uh, let's go around the other way this time. So Kayla, you get to start on this one. Montreal versus Calgary. Who you got?
3: Oh, well, I mean...
0: Yeah, I
2: know. Do I... (laughs)
3: What's the rule? The rule is I can't pick Calgary this year. And I'm not in betting pick em so it really doesn't matter. It's just I say it, it's clout. And I don't have much clout anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, man, I I love watching the Alouettes play. I love watching VA play. That whole receiving core, man, Stanbeck is a beast. He is so enjoyable to watch. Like he is big, but he is also slippery. I you know, it's gonna be a tough game, but I can't see Calgary losing a third, but heck, why not? Let's go Owls. Okay,
0: awesome, super fan.
2: Uh, yeah, um, I don't know if it's going to help or not, but uh, I'm going to go with the Owls as well. Okay. Um, if there's a possibility that it's Michael O'Connor playing at quarterback instead of Bo. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work for the team. Again, you say it is a young team, so they're still sort of finding their way. Uh, and I think the Ls are really hot right now, and they've been underestimated by a lot of other uh, fans and maybe teams. So I think that they're going to ride that wave and, and come up with a victory.
4: All right. Paul? I'm 2-6 so far this year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's a good uh, preface before you pick, yeah.
4: I'm, I'm not sure I want to jinx. Montreal, but uh, I have it on good authority. What I say is not going to have any effect on the outcome. Okay. Uh, so I, like that. I, I do think Montreal is 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 a, a pretty special looking team, and uh, Calgary's going to take a little while to bring it together. So I, I think Montreal
0: all right and i'm picking the same because next week i want to see oh i want to say oh and three eaters over and over again which will be fun um all right and hopefully we'll have a win by then so it won't feel like i'm you know just saying the same thing that i should be saying about my own team next game winnipeg in toronto the rematch of last week where winnipeg uh, uh, dominated that game uh super fan let's start with you how do you see this one going down
2: uh, I think it's going to be maybe a bit closer or certainly more, uh, up in the air. I don't know who's going to start at quarterback. I was
0: just going to ask that. Do you, I don't know. Uh, let's, let's add that in. Let's say, who do you think is going to start at quarterback and who do you think is going to win?
2: Um, I'll say they're going to give, uh, Arbuckle a shot. I mean, it's against his old team. Uh, I think that'd be, uh, uh well, not his old team. Sorry. It's Winnipeg. Um, I think that you know, at this point, let's see what he can do when he's playing with the ones for the practice and give him a shot. So I don't think he's going to win. I think Winnipeg's going to take it, but I think it'll be pretty close. Okay. Paul?
4: Winnipeg. Okay. Yep. That. Just the, their, Toronto won the offseason. Winnipeg's actually still... Uh, they won the last championship. I mean, and they kept so much of that nucleus together they're miles ahead of, of where toronto's at right now i believe
0: that's fair uh yeah i'm gonna go with winnipeg solely based on that ridiculous defense and uh, i was yeah. saying to my friend in winnipeg today i hope all of those people that were totally coming down on richie hall are, have now gone and sent him personal messages to say i'm really sorry and uh, mm. yep yeah, I was wrong. You just needed the time to get the right guys cuz holy man, is that defense something else. Now, I mean, willie Jefferson and Adam Big Hill definitely helped, don't get me wrong, but man, between Jefferson and and Jeff Coat, that is that's a scary scary line to play against. So, uh I'll I'll give this one to Winnipeg as well. Well, they were talking about
2: him, but they were talking about the head coach too. At one point oh, sure. they were going to yeah. fire Mike O'Shea and Yeah, he's done all right since then.
4: Yeah, the pay that some of those guys in Winnipeg took to stay there. I mean, Biggie was like one hundred and forty thousand dollars, according to public reports. I mean, there's so much commitment to that group. And I I think Mike O'Shea is is a big part of that.
0: Absolutely. Kayla, who are we going for a second sweep here?
3: Concur. Sweep okay. it away.
0: Okay, so Winnipeg, it is. All right. Next game. This will be an interesting one to call. So it's Ottawa versus Saskatchewan. Uh, Saskatchewan's third home game in a row. Uh, Ottawa coming in there after, of course, their uh, their win over us. Paul, who do you got in this one? I think I'm
4: actually going to pick the upset. Oh,
1: hmm. Saskatchewan.
4: Sure Ottawa
1: Red <laughs> <Yeah! laughs>
4: Okay, that was that was very close. That was that was almost
0: perfect. I almost spit that back all over the <laughs> camera. That was very good. Yeah,
4: I think Ottawa's defense is is underrated. Uh, I think they they did a, a reasonably good job against us. I think their special teams has the potential to be as good as any. Uh, Lou Warden and, and uh, Richie Leone are, are two of the top positional kickers in their league in the league, and Devonte Dedman... Uh, has a lot of potential. I think they're going to have special teams win them games. Um, I I love their linebacking for. I, I, I'm I'm going to take Ottawa on the upside. I think both back game for Matt Nichols.
0: Wow. All right then. Uh, I'm I'm going to pick uh, Saskatchewan just because they are finding ways. Like even when they had the big lead and then BC almost came back, they they found the way at the end and. The one against Hamilton, I mean, Hamilton was definitely not playing what I feel to their, what is their ability, but Saskatchewan took advantage and uh, Saskatchewan now has some video and we know how well Moss can can book a, an offense uh, to work against a really good defense, especially if he's got some film. So, uh, so I, I'm going to say it's a squeaker, but I'm going to say that Saskatchewan finds a way once again, which is very hard to say. Kayla?
3: I don't think it's going to be a squeaker. No? <laughs> I think it's going to be Sask. <laughs> okay.
0: Wow. In a, like a big upset? Or a big upset? <laughs> that's not, why, not You might got me on the upset. Not substantially
3: huge, now. but I think it's just going to be like, batter up.
0: <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Then. Uh, that was a nice Quaku impression. Super fan.
2: <laughs> that was not a Quaku impression. Well, that's his um, first so- one, is
0: the swing. Yeah. The yeah, second I'm one, lately. I'm not doing... <laughs>
2: We're not hula-hooping here. No. Um, I think if this was in Ottawa, I would also call for Ottawa to be winning this one. Um, but being as it is in New Mosaic, how long do we have to keep calling it New Mosaic, by the way?
0: Um, uh, I think I, we can just say Mosaic one. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got three Sasks and Paul's three picking the pickup.
4: Match-up the uh, Benavides against Moss, two guys that work. Oh, together. that is true. That is- yeah. How
3: many people are biting their tongues right now in Saskatchewan after Moss joined their coaching staff?
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Your vision assistant.
3: Yeah,
0: there's a, there might be a
3: touch <laughs> of The t- same people that, that
0: complained
2: about uh, Chris Jones?
0: Yeah, same people. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so now we got to our Elks Prop Bed of the Week. Uh, Paul, do you have something that we need to set a line on?
4: touchdowns for Edmonton.
0: Oh oh my! You you are opening up a can of worms for me. Alright. Shots
4: fired. (laughs) That's
0: fair. Okay, I will set the line. Uh, Okay, I'll set the line at two and a half. Whoa. So... We'll we'll see what happens. Now, I I understand it's only been 0 and 1, but as we talked about before, this is a different BC defense, and we've now had three weeks to try and put it together. So, Commissioner, I'll start with you. Over or under 2.5 on Elks Touchdowns.
3: I mean, my brain is saying one thing, and my heart is saying the other. (laughs) I think we can all... We all know what that is, but... (laughs) I just, I really want to be optimistic. So, oh, over. Okay.
0: (laughs) Say it with confidence. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Super fan.
2: Uh, Well, Paul did mention that uh, you had, um, you know, two coaches in Saskatchewan, Ottawa, kind of know each other. We've got Rick Campbell, who pretty much knows our offensive and defensive coordinator here. Uh, with Thorpe and uh, Jamie Elizondo. So I think that's going to be an interesting matchup. But I think that at some point, we have far too many offensive weapons to keep silent that long. Um Before the season started, we were all drooling about seeing all these weapons... You can't stop them all. So mm-hmm. what's going to happen? And I think this is the time we start seeing uh, – I think this could be maybe even a bit of a gunslinging game, and we might see some big scores here. So I'm going to say it's going to be over.
0: Are you all of a sudden becoming Chez uh, from the from the panel? It's it Hit the over. It's going it's to <laughs> be the over. It's going to be the over. It's going to blow up. Me. That's oh. right. They're going to be the over. Okay.
4: Uh, Paul. What do you got? Over or under two I and like a half? I'd like to reset the line at one and a half so that I can be really optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm also going to take the over. Um, like my uh, my two compatriots, I, I think it's a little optimistic maybe, but as um, is, is much as Rick Campbell knows Elizondo and in, in our offense, uh, we also know how uh, the Rick, Rick Campbell coaching scheme so um i uh i think it cuts both ways on that and uh i think we have too much talent and it's got to come through
0: all right and uh i am going to go with the under because i think they get two i think they put an extra one on the board but i'm gonna i'm gonna be the outcast and you and tyler agree negative now oh well we do agree a lot so that makes sense tyler
2: says it's the under but they'll win
0: okay that's that's where i'm sitting says it's over all right, excellent. We've got some, got some other ones on the board. Um, last week uh, we picked, uh, we had running versus passing for uh, Vernon Adams Jr. Um, and uh, anybody who picked the uh, the over for passing was correct because he did a lot of passing against us. you did. Boo hiss. Anyway, uh, let's let's go. uh, (laughs) uh, Before we get to plugs and things, let's uh, take a couple of seconds uh, to talk about the Alberta Podcast Network as this episode is also brought to you by the Business Council of Alberta. Have you ever wondered what it takes to create a good life in an equally good society? One where people, businesses, and the environment can flourish? Alberta Better, a podcast by the Business Council of Alberta, is on a journey to understand what it takes to create a good life here in Alberta and how we as Albertans businesses and governments can shape our society. So everyone prospers find new episodes of Alberta better every Tuesday on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen at business council, slash Alberta better podcast. That's business council, slash Alberta better podcast. Ah, well, this has been a really fun time as always. Paul, thank you again for joining in to chat about the games and, and uh, what's going on with the team. We we very much appreciate it. And I do hope you have an amazing time on Thursday. And I hope you leave the stadium very, very happy. Uh, and that we all get to see your braided beard on TSN. We appreciate that. Uh, Can you
3: actually sew in some of our pictures so we're
4: there with you? <laughs> I. I- Something can be arranged. Yes.
0: Yeah, the, the nice. Turf District podcast logo. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> us, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Right here, right in the forehead. We've, we, that's what we've always wanted, yeah. Uh, by the way, Mike, wonderful mask when you go to games. I love it. What's that? The, when you go to games, the mask you wear, oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, that was not it's, bad. It's nice good. little Turf District one. It is a good little I didn't get asked where I did get one. Good little plug. It's very nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Paul, where does uh, everybody find you and uh, what you're doing with the CFLPA and all those fun things so that they can follow you?
4: Uh, not doing a lot of social media these days, but okay. it's still PR Reckner on, on Twitter, um, mostly reading rather than uh, replying. <laughs> lots of likes. So. Yeah, lots. of <laughs> I've seen the odd one. That's good. Yeah perfect
0: excellent uh super fan or actually do, do you want to plug you should plug payline by ice too
4: yeah we uh we're the official foreign exchange provider and proud partner of the cfl players association it was great to see all the new uh newly freshly elected player reps uh, announced today uh some some newcomers some old guard in there it's a it's a good mix and it's it's moved well beyond what people think of the PA being a bunch of uh, Canadian offensive linemen that are, are running the show. And uh, you, you look at the executive with Saul Elaminian and and John Bowman and Chad Rempel and, and Ryan King. Um, it, it's a new guard. It's a new age for those guys. And they've done a fantastic job uh, showing leadership to to get a product back on the field this year. Uh, not easy times for the guys, lots of sacrifices made. Um, but even with the newly announced protocols today, uh, starting to add a little bit more flexibility for vaccinated players. Um, that is the PA working for the guys and uh, working in partnership with the league and, and the leadership there.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Super fan. Where does everybody find you? Uh, You can find me at
2: 56parkies, and then I've started posting some of the horde items on the History uh, channel, which is uh, at EDM History, H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E.
0: Wonderful. And I am making sure that we send those out as well. So for those of you who aren't watching the YouTube feed, why the hell are you not watching the food YouTube feed? But still, you can see the pictures on the EDM History, which I love. Uh, Commissioner. You have been uh, a little more active, which is wonderful to see. And posting my favorite GIF ever after you watch the game.
3: Oh, it just embodies everything it I does. feel yes. sometimes. Uh,
0: <laughs> where does uh, where does everybody find you again?
3: On Twitter at Duchess Lombardi
0: wonderful and thank you all for being a part tonight this was uh, this is fantastic uh, I want to say uh, make sure you're following pay it forward with football on uh, all of the social medias uh, it's nice to see the people uh, getting their tickets and of course stopping by the tailgate uh, yeah it's is, great to meet them yeah it's it's awesome and you love to see people getting a chance to, to get to games and, and be part of it so that's awesome uh, lots of great shows of course coming out from the Canadian Football Podcast Network and you can find those at CF podnetwork.ca and you can check out all the great shows on the alberta podcast network at albertapodcastnetwork.com because that's fun uh and of course join in the huddle with us uh it's at the turf district on every type of social media uh instagram facebook twitter uh come and join snapchat? some of the fun uh no not snapchat because uh, i don't well yet sure i don't need another social media thing does to that, run good lord yeah does
3: that thing still run I'm not this
0: sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I guess I need a TikTok one.
3: I'll ask no, why I forgot. Nine I'll leave this <laughs> before. <Bye-bye. Bye-bye. laughs>
0: <laughs> the only thing on our TikTok is the freak. There That's enough. It's everybody's favorite. That's right. Uh, then we can see right there. What's that, Paul?
4: It's big on MySpace.
0: Is it? Oh yeah. Well, my my eight friends Falling love out. it. Yeah, my top eight. They love it. At least yeah. Tom does. Yeah. Uh, so, fantastic excellent oh my goodness yeah so um anyway yes join us there join us for the chats uh we will be you know tweeting and chatting out during the away game on thursday night uh so join in the conversations we love to have the conversations and thank you to everybody that is tuned in on youtube so that we can uh have some of these comments and questions and get them answered for you we really appreciate you uh joining us for this so for paul commissioner k can i make one last yes yes you may Oh, I
3: was. Oh,
0: oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. please Higher. Higher
4: Our friend James Franklin, friend of the pod. Uh, uh, yes, very good friend of the pod designs. He uh, he custom made a couple of pieces for me uh, for some friends as well. Um, this is his post football career. Uh, it's allowing him to, to spend some time with family and, and be around. He loves being a full-time dad and, and stuff. He's, he's picking up other work as well. Um, he, he was fantastic to work with on the design and the pieces and stuff like that. And I would encourage all CFL fans to, uh, if you're looking for a special piece for yourself or someone else, he's great to work with. Uh, he's, he's good about custom. He's good about, uh, inclusion in the design process and, uh, I, I'm I'm blessed to consider him a friend and, and uh I, I would encourage anyone. Uh the experience was great.
0: That oh, is fantastic. so gorgeous. And where do they find it again? How do they get in
4: touch with them? Uh Franklin made designs. Right. Uh, I believe that's on Etsy um J Frank Tank, I believe this mm-hmm. is his handle. And there's a link in his bio to that.
0: Fantastic. That is awesome. And uh I need one of those to go right there. Right, Maybe right.
4: Something up your way.
0: Oh, sweet. Yeah, I'm excited to have that. So uh can't wait to have that all in here. And once I get everything up in the room, we'll we'll do a little uh, room tour and all those types of things. But uh thanks again, Paul, for being here and thanks for pointing that out. I really appreciate it because I hadn't seen one uh you know, kinda live and in person yet. So that that's fantastic. Um so for Paul. Commissioner Kayla and Superfan Mike. I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face and we will absolutely talk to you next week.